Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast, where we talk to people who matter about the things that matter in the world of financial services. My name is Brandon Russell, and I'm the online writer here at IFA Magazine. And joining me on the podcast today is my co-host and IFA Magazine editor, Sue Whitbread. Oh, hi, everyone. It's Sue here. And it's a big welcome to our very special International Women's Day edition of the IFA Talk podcast. We're focusing really on why the old phrase is, if you can't see it, you can't be it. When it comes to working in financial services, it's no exception. So we're really excited to welcome two fabulous guests to the pod today, who are both ideally placed to comment, not just on the role of women in finance and matters more, much more broadly about diversity and inclusion. And as you'll hear now, when we start talking to them, both are walking the walk as well as talking the talk. So I think I'm going to ask our guests to introduce themselves as I think they'll do a better job than I will. Uh, Hanukkah, can I ask you to go first perhaps and introduce yourself to our listeners? Thank you, Sue, and thank you for inviting me to uh, speak to you on this podcast on a topic that's very uh, important to me. So I'm Hanukkah Smith. I am CEO of BNY Mellon Investment Management. We are part of Bank New York Mellon, and we manage $1.8 trillion uh, on behalf of third-party investors across a wide range of asset classes. I'm also uh, the newly appointed global chair of the 30% Club, which is a campaign that shines a light on the need to get more women on boards, but also in executive leadership uh, positions. Now, I've taken on this role because throughout my career, I have found that there hasn't been sufficient diversity of all types uh, across the executive and, and boardroom table. And it is something that I feel very passionate about. When I, uh, in, instead of the earlier part of my career, I spent about two and a half decades in private markets. I co-founded an organization called Level 20, uh, which uh, uh, focuses on getting more women in senior roles in the private equity sector. And I'm also chair of Impetus, which is a venture philanthropy organization here in the UK, which really focuses on helping young people from disadvantaged backgrounds succeed in, in school and work and therefore in life. So, and then finally, I'm also the PRISM sponsor for BNY Mellon, which supports uh, colleagues um, in the LGBTQ community. So diversity, I think is important. It's important for business. It's important uh, for the communities that we're part of. And quite frankly, it's, it's important to me just simply as a human being. And I think it's really critical that I pay forward to support that I've had through my career. Mm, absolutely. Thank you for that. Yasmina, could I uh, throw the same question to you now and ask you to introduce yourself? And please tell us about The Apprentice. <laughs> Sue, you stole my thunder. Oh, hello. Um, lovely, uh, lovely to see you. Thank you so much for inviting me as well. Um, and lovely to meet you, Hanukkah. Um, and so, so I'm Yasmina. Um, my role currently is sales and marketing director at Dynamic Planner, um, and we are a SME um, SaaS business. So we're a tech business. Um, we're based in the Thames Valley. There are 107 of us, um, and my role is the sales and marketing director. I sit on the board, um, and um, we are 
really active um, in the DEI space. So we, I've been with the business for six years, and my part of the reason um, that I actually joined Dynamic Planner six years ago, when the business was half the size as it is today, was to help with the kind of the culture of the business, um, and a lot of that has got to do with diversity. So I'm massively, massively passionate about it, and. Um, Prior to working um, in uh, the financial services space, um, I've had a really varied career. So I started off my career um, as an entrepreneur and I started restaurants when I was in my 20s. So I was a kind of what they class now as a female founder, right? You know, like back yeah. then I just started yeah. a business, but now you're called a female founder. Um, so I, and, and then and then after that, I won The Apprentice and that was the hot, it was like a massive media spotlight on gender because we were the only all female final. So I got dragged through this whole kind of like, public debate about women in boardrooms and and uh, you know and and I, t- I talk about it quite a lot publicly and how I feel about it and I've worked in um, mostly male-dominated environments my entire career so I'm a bit like Hanukkah um, I've got a massive personal interest in this space as well so um, yeah really delighted to be here. If I may add one thing to uh, please do triggered uh, a memory uh, Yasmina's comment on the female founder I remember about I want to say maybe 12 years ago or so, I was at the time chief investment officer in a different organization. And I was interviewing a bunch of candidates uh, to join us at that associate level. And I was asked the question uh, by a young woman uh, as to what it took to become female CIO. And I am and saying, well, can we just, we're thinking first, can we just strike the word female here? Really what you should be asking, what is the path to CIO? And that really inspired me at the time to what eventually became level 20 and my general journey uh, to, you know, um, to create more diverse teams. I think that sets the scene very well to today's conversation, don't you, Brandon? Yeah, definitely. As you said in the intro, today we are celebrating International Women's Day. We know that women are underrepresented in financial services, but do you believe that gender diversity should really matter to the financial services and investment professions? Yasmina, perhaps we'll come to you first on that one. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. So um, absolutely vital. Um, first and foremost, you know, wealth within the female community is rising year on year. So who are our end customers? Who are the investors? Um, they're increasingly women. If we do not create gender diversity in the businesses that serve them, then how are we supposed to serve them correctly? So absolutely, it is massively important to the end consumer, which is the person we all serve. And of course, it's really important to provide really meaningful work and meaningful jobs for women who um, uh, uh, invariably still are the rivers of the next generation of consumers that are children today. So you know, it could not be more important that we create really meaningful employment, really meaningful jobs for the employees um, and for the customers. And, you know, let's face it, um, we are all organisations and we have our own um, bottom lines as well. And this directly affects the bottom line. So um, if you have a better DEI strategy, you have a better culture, you have more um, female participation in your own in your own workforce, then that has a positive impact on your profit as well. So it's very important from every angle. Yes, Mina, I think that's very well said. Uh, it's, it, it is definitely about the end customers. More wealth is uh, in the hands of women. We actually uh, 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 launched a report, uh, showed findings of a report last year called Pathway to Inclusive Investment, which actually demonstrated, perhaps not surprisingly, 
to you, Yasmina, and, and listeners here that as a sector, we're not very good in talking to women and in helping them have confidence uh, in, in our investment products and in trusting us as a sector with our savings, which which we need to improve upon. And one of the things that we can and must do as a sector is to also make sure that we have more women working in our industry who can also help us engage uh, with the end customer. But that is not the main imperative, that is not the only imperative here. Um, from our perspective, it leads to better investment decisions and also to better business performance. Yasmina, you just spoke about the bottom line. I just want to pause for a moment and talk about the performance of investment strategies. CityWire actually uh, has been uh, uh, producing a report uh, since 16 called Alpha Female, uh, which was showing that the uh, number of portfolio managers in the UK were about 10% in 16 that were female that has plateaued at around 12% in 2022. And that's not much progress. Why does it matter that we see more female managers? I would say it matters in particular when those female managers contribute to mixed teams. Because the data in that report actually showed that mixed teams perform better. For every unit of risk they take, they actually deliver higher returns than funds that are managed by 100% male or 100% female teams. So it's really important to collaborate and to bring diverse uh, thoughts around the table to deliver better investment performance. And I think the case has been well made by McKinsey and others um, that from a business performance, uh, it's pretty clear that companies that are that have diverse management teams deliver better business results. You are listening to IFA Talk. IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. Hanneke, I know in the intro you suggested that this, this whole theme is about so much more than just women, that diversity, inclusion as a broad topic really, really, really matters. Uh, in what ways do you think, you've talked through some of them about bottom line, are there other ways you think that, that this really matters? So, um, when, so when we talk about women, which is what we are talking about here, intersectionality is key. I wanna make sure we talk about all women, women of color, women of color, uh, women and men of disabilities, LGBTQ plus individuals, uh, people from different socioeconomic backgrounds, right? And why does it matter again? Because you, you have people with different perspectives sitting around um, the table uh, that help you uh, provide challenge to whatever problem it is that, that you're solving. Now, it is also really, I think, important that we work across businesses collaborative on this topic. Um, so many people ask me if this is just a problem that women together are trying to solve. I think what's really critical in this is that we actually collaborate with men. And in fact, at the 30% club, most of our members are men. And that shouldn't be surprised because most chairs and CEOs of companies who all aim to increase diversity, most of them are still men. And they do, they are part of decision making. And so therefore, to ensure that we increase the diversity on the teams that they lead, we must make sure that uh, we collaborate with them. And I, 
I think there's a lot for us to celebrate in terms of how far the industry has come and how many men we have seen engage and be progressive and sponsor and, and, and work women and generally promote diverse teams. Uh, overcoming that group thing is really important, isn't it? Yasmina, would you concur? Absolutely. And I think from a kind of SME perspective, um, for us, gender is really important, um, but it's it's a much broader issue that encompasses different types of, of people from a demographic perspective, but also it encompasses our entire kind of cultural strategy. And, and that's around providing flexibility um, for everybody um, in terms of where they can work, what hours they work, um, their style of working. It's about um, engaging and training all of our people, including our managers, on um, best uh, sort of best practice and how to um, understand individuals um, and how to develop talent within the organization. Um, and often the feedback that we get and the reason we're able to attract um, such good talent and retain good talent, um, and we're, we're proud of our kind of gender statistics, so 46% um, of everybody um, that works at Dynamic Planner is a woman, um, which in financial services and technology is um, unprecedented. And, and the, the way we've been able to do that is to, um, to look at the whole piece. So, so diversity and inclusion and equality, but also the entire kind of culture of the business and how we nurture that, because people look at a wide range um, of, of, of different kind of benefits, as well as as well as the uh, the underlying package, of course, and that's what helps us attract the, the best talent. And also, we kind of we we recruit people based on their culture as well. But we want people that have an inclusive mindset. And the more we can bring people like that into the organisation, you have this kind of self fulfilling um, culture, which then becomes very real. Definitely. Okay. Sadly, we are going to have to wrap things up soon. But before we do, I'd love to get thoughts from both of you on how we can work together as a profession to improve gender diversity and also perhaps diversity and inclusion more broadly. Well, it's things like this, IFA magazine, you know, doing podcasts. Um, it's about people like Hanukkah and myself um, doing all we can from a professional and a personal perspective to act as role models in the industry um, and yeah. to continuously have the conversation. Um, it's really important. I think all of us as individuals and as business leaders um, have, a, have a responsibility to society to keep having the conversation, you know, Social progress is not made um, uh, without a real and concerted effort from individuals. And together as a collective, we will have a, we are having a positive impact um, and we will continue to have a positive impact. There's such a long way to go. Uh, the conversation is massive, but things like this are really important. I couldn't agree more, Yasmina. It's very clear that change won't happen overnight. Um, I think it's at least another generation from a 30% club point of view before we get to 30% more consistently around the world, and in particular, shifting also dial in executive roles rather than sort of the non-executive roles on, on the board. I would also say um, there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach, nor is there sort of a magic bullet. But what we can do, as Yasmina just articulated so well, is work together, be role models, keep having the conversation. Um, there needs to be a huge collaboration between men and women in organizations and across organizations. If you think about the 30% club, 
we deliver a cross-company mentoring program. And that's been hugely inspiring, hugely rewarding actually for, for the mentors, in particular the male mentors as well, who learn a lot from mentoring female mentees. And they're just a whole wide range of tools that are available to organizations increasingly so, including in our own organization, whether it's looking at caregiver leave or flexible working, or just keep keep having the conversation and, and being role models. Um, it is very, very key that we keep this front and center uh, of the leaders uh, of organizations and, and keep plodding away. And I guess that's where International Women's Day does play a role in this, in that it provides the platform, doesn't it? Yes, it very much does. And talking of platforms, I must thank both of you for your time today. I think what you've said is not only inspirational, but I think it's also motivational. And I hope that those of our listeners today that have tuned in will have taken quite a lot from it to, to, to just hear your stories. So, Yasmina, Hanukkah, thank you very much indeed. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research, and whatever necessary, legal advice, should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.